And welcome to the Wednesday program. We'll do a little bit of what we would have normally done on a Tuesday show, namely give you reasons and some highlights in the case of baseball of why a couple of members of the Bulls softball and baseball teams earned American Athletic Conference weekly honor roll. We said we'd take a little bit more stock in both baseball and softball and kind of a not even midway through the season, getting towards the end of the season when it comes to softball postseason outlook. Same for the baseball team. I know their postseason outlook is pretty cut and dried, but I just want to give you a couple of examples of how close the Bulls are to being not just way better than 4-8 and eight in conference, but above 500 in conference, and really only a game out of first place if you take three specific plays that if you haven't been paying attention to the baseball team, you just look at the fact they're 4-8 and eight in conference, you wouldn't have much to get excited about. Well, I'll tell you how close it was if you missed these moments, but mostly a lot of positive moments last weekend against Cincinnati. Also, we've got new members of the women's basketball team. We knew that there would be some additions, and there certainly has been the case. And big stuff for a member of the women's golf team. We hope even bigger later on today. Also, I know I hinted at it on Monday's show and never got around to doing it because we just had so much to go over, but we'll take care of it here. A rule change made by the NCAA that I think is very interesting regarding overtime, at least during the regular season. And in our second segment... Something to keep an eye on for you as far as men's tennis goes. We have to wait until next week to find out if the Bulls are making the NCAA tournament. I'll tell you some things to keep an eye on as far as bubble concerns, if there are any, between now and then. Also wanted to acknowledge a kind of a mess up on our schedule yesterday. I wanted to play some 2016 football games, and we did. But I know that the Navy game repeated. That was the one where the Bulls scored a touchdown on every possession in the first half and would have made it 7 for 7, but they fumbled at the one-yard line. And so you got to hear that twice, but you missed the Memphis game. It did air overnight, but kind of late, so we'll try and sprinkle that game in at some point this weekend. You're going to hear a lot of baseball and softball against Houston this weekend, doubleheaders every single day. And again, we'll give you a little bit more on the Cougars later on in the week as we get closer. Later on in this hour, we'll do a longer version of Around the American because of the fact that there's so much that's gone on, not just in baseball. It was not a good night as far as terms of hoping for the league to get multiple teams into the NCAA tournament, we'll explain. But we've also had baseball, softball players of the week, track and field players of the week, same thing with lacrosse, and we also had the all-conference golf honors. We'll give you those in full again at the end of the hour with the conference show, but now we can tell you that for the second time, and well, she's only had two chances because she is a sophomore, Melanie Green has been named all-conference in the American, the first bull to be named all-conference twice since 2014 and 15 with Ashley Burke. She's out of New York. She finished top 10 in seven of her 10 events and had 19 rounds of par or better, 102 birdies. Both are new school records. Back in early March in Dallas, she tied for first at the Trinity Forest Invitational to get her first collegiate individual win. That was a big-time event where the Bulls finished fourth out of 16 teams. They performed well on day three of the American Athletic Conference Tournament, but again, they had to win that thing in order to make the NCAA. I love this line in the article on GoUSFBulls.com. She is on pace to set a new single-season scoring record when her season comes to a close. The anticipation is that she is going to get invited to play in the NCAA tournament as an individual. That would be tremendous. We'll find out this afternoon. They're going to announce the full field, and then each region, I believe, 
gets three individuals. I'm not exactly sure, but I know that there are a certain number of basically top players in the country whose teams don't qualify for the NCAA tournament. And even though Melanie is outside the top 100, you got to think about it. Most of the individuals in the top 100 are on teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament. So there's a good chance with six regionals taking place in golf that she will get one of those spots. And as such, she can continue to advance individually to win regional titles and advance as well. And I know when they get to the regionals, since not every team advances, it's the same principle. If you are an individual that your score is in the top, say, five, you will move on to the finals. So that would be outstanding. We'll find out about that again later on today. We'll tell you about it on tomorrow's show. Erica Brennan in that article on GoUSFBulls.com. Says Melanie is deserving of this honor because she has worked on improving every aspect of her game. Mentally, she is just so tough between the ropes. She continues to elevate and is always looking for new things to study and new ways to get better. That tenacity is rare, and she is a remarkable student-athlete. Congratulations, Melanie Green, all-conference team. And again, we'll give you the rest of the all-conference team, including player and coaches of the year, etc., at the end of the hour. Also, I know I didn't mention this yet on the show, Alize Vidal has been added to the roster for the future as she will be transferring in from Kennesaw State. She is out of France, averaged 74.3 over 20 rounds in seven events. She finished third as an individual at one event for Kennesaw State, which is out of the Atlanta area. There have been a lot of recent additions to the rosters on various teams, and even though they haven't all been announced publicly, uh, we have permission to go with many of them, and I do want to talk to, for example, both men's and women's soccer coaches, Bob Butehorn and Denise Shelty-Brown. Over the last few months, the men's squad has picked up six new players, the latest, another European, Alexander Sanes, and I want to make sure I pronounce her name. I think it's Sidney Markvardsen. That's my best Danish accent has recently been added to the women's soccer roster. So I'm going to tool around the school and see if I can bug those two head coaches and some others. I know that women's tennis just named a new member. We'll talk about that as well as kind of, again, the bubble watch for men's tennis coming up in our next segment. But in this segment, we can definitely tell you that there are members that have been added to both the men's and women's basketball teams officially. Now, the men, again, don't have a bunch of holes to fill numerically. Uh, Value-wise, yeah, big hole with Caleb Murphy moving on. And if you missed it, I think we're going to still see some of him next year. It looks like either Memphis or Houston. But here's who the Bulls have added. Selton Miguel, S-E-L-T-O-N. He is former Kansas State player. He is a 6'4", 210-pound guard out of Angola. Actually, his brother plays basketball for Troy. Long history with the Angolan national team, playing on the senior squad, then attended a prestigious academy in Orlando, West Oaks, one of the best teams in the country, where as a senior, he led them in scoring with about 20 points per game. As a freshman at Kansas State, he started in 22 games, was third on the team in minutes, and he actually averaged right on 7.2 points in each of his two seasons there. Now, got to say this, and he's got a lot of quality attributes. One of them in high school was his ability to shoot threes, and with the struggles that the Bulls had on three-point shooting last year, we got to tell you that his first year at Kansas State, he was just 20 for 89, and then last year was just 8 for 39. So if you're thinking a guy that can shoot the threes, we hope, but uh, in college it hasn't been his strong suit. Either way, Celta Miguel is a guy that Brian Gregory is very excited about. And again, somebody that has played at high levels internationally 
and in the high school ranks, and of course, most recently in the Big 12. Speaking of shooting the threes, this is something that you'll be seeing a lot of, of the newest individual on the women's basketball team. She is Sammy Puisis, P-U-I-S-I-S. She is out of FSU, originally from Mason, Ohio, which is ironic because that's just where baseball was, and half their team seemed like was from Mason, Ohio, which is right there in Cincinnati. She was at McDonald's All-American, and when you see the Greater Miami Conference, you got to realize that that is the area there in Cincinnati, Ohio, not Miami, Florida. She hit 44 three-point shots as a senior, and she was Florida State's leading three-point shooter each of the last three years. Now, point total, not incredible as far as averages go, but clearly she is someone that you can think of, if not as a starter, then who's going to come off the bench firing away with threes. In fact, in her freshman season, get this, 49 makes out of 123 attempts, dipped a little bit in 2020-2021, and then this last year, 44 for 116. So in three years, she made 126 threes out of 352 attempts. Two-point tries, 31 for 104, so basically 75% of her shots are from three-point distance. She is a 6'1 guard who has been added to the roster. And if you missed it, moving on, and we told you that she would be moving on, but she is now officially announced where she's going to, back home in the Nashville area. Sydney Harvey is now with the Belmont Bruins, who had an amazing run last year. They're always the best team in that Ohio Valley Conference. Last year, they beat Oregon in double overtime in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and they took Tennessee to the wire. In fact, they had Tennessee, but lost there in Thompson Bowling with a score of 70-67. to 67. So she'll play her final year there. And we should also tell you that Odeth Betancourt, one of the other players who has departed USF, never really got on the court that much last year. We wish her well, is going to Western Kentucky. So the Bulls definitely doing some retooling. They've added now four transfers and a second McDonald's All-American and a second who can shoot, Priscilla Williams, the former Syracuse player, being another. And I'm sure they are not done. And we haven't really talked about the incoming freshmen. We'll do that with Jose Fernandez at some point soon. In our next segment, which is really soon, we will give you the highlights of what made Sonny Rayo. There's a little hint for you, the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honor Roll member, Georgina Gorick as well. Pretty cool stuff about Cork that you'll want to look into. And, yeah, we'll do a little stock session of both teams. I'll give you those plays that, if you haven't been paying attention, show how close the Bulls are to being above 500 in conference. They're well above 500 overall. And, again, both teams are at home this weekend against Houston. And what to watch for if you're worried about the men's tennis team being on the bubble. We'll give you the latest on that as well here on Bulls Beat. Stay tuned.